0: guys, we are back with another part two, actually, episode with Dr. Naomi Albertson, a.k.a. Dr. Nice. Can you really call it a part two? Yes. It's real, but it, it's like- It's the second part. It's the second episode. It's the second, second but it's so
1: different, but it's also so interconnected.
0: Oh, my gosh, you just blew my mind. That's not hard to do, but you did. <laughs> I blew a
1: fuse, maybe. Ma'am. Well, so if you didn't listen to the previous podcast with Dr. Albertson, uh, it was about recovery and uh, sleep and a little bit of nutrition in there and um, uh, strength training and and also talking about uh, uh, her product. She's got a creatine product, uh, Dr. Nye's, um, which you've been taking, Matthew.
0: Yeah, I've been taking it now. I, I don't... I I don't take supplements, it's not something I normally do, but I wanted to be able to to test out this product and just to see if I noticed any real differences, which I did. And with creatine, I mean, it's been around long enough now that people probably know that it does work. I feel like so many uh, blends out there, we made fun of prior proprietary, wait, not proprietary. Proprietary. Proprietary, not prioritary. <laughs> uh, proprietary, <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> What's it called? pro Terry. Yeah, I said it during the podcast but uh so that that's something where I have a pet peeve about a lot of products out there where they have this, you know, specific blend and you don't know really what's in it. And that's, I would not touch that stuff with a 10 foot pole. And most products, especially pre-workout supplements, guys, I mean, they're just mega dose with stimulants and that's what you're feeling. And, you know, like even with your skin tangling, right? So there's like beta alanine they can put in there. And is beta alanine bad? No, it's not bad. It's does help to improve your your endurance a little bit, possibly. I mean, there's there's still, I think the jury's out a little bit more than it would be on something like creatine, but um, a lot of times they just have things in there so you feel your, your skin tingling. Much like when you um you wash your hands with soap and the soaps have suds you know uh, they have that so that you can see the suds so that you can see that it's doing something to clean your hands uh, that's actually like a real thing i i believe i'm not yeah it was a marketing ploy. If, yeah, yeah thank you yeah, i'm not sure. just imagining that right so you imagine a lot of things but that's not one of them there you go so you know like i said guys um there's a lot of crap out there but th- but there is uh, there there are some benefits Beneficial things that we can use. And I always say that we have to maximize our recovery first. So you should listen to that first episode. And then it's more about the nutrition. And then once your nutrition is really dialed in, then something of a supplement like Dr. Nye's can also, I think, uh, help you to get to that better, uh, more efficient gear for you, but not without the recovery and the nutrition being in place first. And then I think with those things in place, the training can really take off. And that's where, of course, I believe strength training is imperative, but, doesn't go so well when you're not recovering well, and you can't recover from the training work plus rest equals success. So when you're breaking things down, literally and figuratively, we're talking about that result is really becomes after you do the work. And it's in your body's ability to sort of uh, absorb the training that matters. So that's where the recovery and nutrition is absolutely 100% imperative, you need that. And with our training series, talking about strength, and this is going to be our focus in this batch of, of podcasts we put out. It's important to me that we talked about these subjects first so that when you are following the advice, hopefully you follow the advice that I give for strength training, this is going to really maximize the benefits and the results for you and minimize our risk of overtraining injury, things like this.
1: Yeah. The, you know, the great thing about uh, Dr. Naomi's, um, uh, Albertson's product is that it really is about performance. It's not about losing weight. It's not about uh, being a meathead. You mean there's no fat burners in your product? <laughs> no, ah, that's no. That's another one. Uh, but, but what it's really meant to do is exactly what you just said. Like if you're getting your recovery and your nutrition is pretty darn good and you're doing the work in uh, your training, then this is what's going to help you in that recovery and to be able to make those incremental improvements so that over the long term of your performance, you're really making some good strides.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, guys um, hopefully you get a lot more out of this one as well and love to hear your feedback just know that we are never going to promote something that we don't believe in it's not about getting uh, some money from a sponsor it's about serving you guys better today than we did yesterday that's always the goal and to do that we bring in the experts and Dr. Naomi Albertson is certainly an expert so uh, listen in and joy. Hey, hey, hey. Would,
1: this you, is... would you just stop doing that? Just don't. <laughs> hey, hey, you're, hey. you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> you're is... embarrassing Dr. Albertson now.
0: I'm Matt Albert. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't right. Hi guys. This that ain't is right. the Relative Run Readiness Podcast. And as always, I get to be your host along with Mr. Chad Sweet. And today we have Dr. Naomi Albertson with us. If you listen to the first podcast on recovery, then you know a little bit more about her. If you didn't, I would suggest that you listen to that first because recovery is the and to me the pillar in training which starts with recovery. And then then I would say nutrition and then the training. Now, they're all important, but I believe that if I had to pick an order, that's the order I would go in of importance. So, you know, we talk about training as being something that we all should do on a daily basis, but I hear all different kinds of recommendations. We have the doctor in the house, so we're going to talk to the doctor today about what she believes when it comes to advice that we hear. So, for example, example, 150 minutes a week is what I hear for just, say, walking, right? Uh, you want to do some good, uh, just easy cardio even. And then intensity work where you might be on that, uh, you know, that spin bike or you're... Doing some intervals of some sort, uh, threshold work, anything where the heart's working a little bit harder, then uh, I'm seeing the recommendations be around 75 minutes. So it always kind of cracks me up because, of course, who are we talking about, and and how relative is it for that person? I I certainly think consistency is is key, especially for just starting off with say walking, uh, 20 to 30 minutes a day, and you want to feel better, you want more energy, you know, quit uh, taking those supplements that are supposed to be jacking you up and making you feel like you've got all this energy. It's just all these stimulants they put in, which is ma- mainly like mega caffeine. And uh, it's a billion dollar industry for a reason. And I think it's bullshit. And I'm just going to say that. And Naomi, um, now that I've said that, you have a supplement. I sure do. <laughs> so, that, so explain to me why it's not BS what you are promoting versus what's out. Out there. And uh, I'm, I'm of course, leading you into this because I take your supplement. I, I believe it works and it doesn't have all that nonsense in it, though. It doesn't have the fillers in it. We want to talk about that a little bit and we want to just talk about good overall nutrition and how it ties in hand in hand with training. Yep.
2: Right. So, I mean, Matt, I totally agree with you. It is a multi-billion dollar industry out there and it's unfortunate because I think it has kind of talked the general public into like, oh, I can get all my nutrition through these five capsules that I take throughout the day, which is complete garbage. That being said, I mean, I am, as you know, an MD and I am a believer in evidence-based medicine. And I think that unfortunately, as we age, the requirements to support normal bone and muscle function change. And it's very hard to get them just through your diet. I mean, I encourage people all the time, like if you can eat your nutrition do it it food is you know there for a reason Um, but if you can't and if you feel like you know darn it I'm falling short I'm not getting adequate levels of protein I'm not getting adequate levels of you know vitamin D whatever then that's when you need to look at it and I encourage all of my patients you know do the math look at what you're eating first if you are already getting the right amounts of vitamin D magnesium calcium you know proteins Well, stop supplementing. Like, what is the point of it? You're just going to, you know, your body's going to get rid of it. It's not, it doesn't need it if you already are getting what you need. Um, What my product is, as you know, is a product that I designed completely based on the research in order to support normal for your entire frame, really. So bone and muscle. And what's in it is what's recommended in the research for normal bone turnover after the age of 35, and for muscle. Now, muscle's tricky because, as you know, Matt, like you have to do the strength training. Like there is not anything that's going to make you strong if you're sitting on the couch doing nothing. Um, and so, you know, you still have to do the exercise. That's just part of the equation. Um, you have to give your muscles what they need. They need amino acids. They need, you know, which is proteins. Typically, um, you can take branched chain aminos, and as you know, leucine's getting a lot of press as one of the essentials. Um, That being said, I think, you know, giving your body the addition of something called creatine can also be really helpful to not only slow down muscle wasting that happens naturally with aging, but also to increase strength. And so I think for those of us who are older than 35, right, unfortunately turning 50 this year, um, you know, I think giving your body what it needs to minimize losses and continue to see increases is critical.
1: Now, Dr. Allison, you mentioned creatine. Yeah. And I I think for a lot of people, that equates to uh, muscle heads, that equates to gym rats. Absolutely. Not necessarily, hey, I'm, I'm over the age of 40 and now I want to go run the trails or something like that. How is creatine helping me? In
2: Absolutely. That? So it's such a great question. So creatine is naturally occurring. First of all, your body makes it between your liver and kidneys. You make a small amount of creatine. It hangs out primarily in your skeletal muscle. Um, and that being said, unfortunately, as we Engage, we make less right? So we got to get it from some exogenous source. And the two primary sources through our diet are red meat, you'd have to eat a pound a day, um, or salmon. And I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. We could talk about mercury and big fish and what's happening to overfishing in the oceans, etc. So I mean, I tend to tell people like, if you are interested in giving your body adequate levels of creatine that can be stored and used for your muscle function, then you probably are going to have to find a supplement source for it because chances are you're not going to eat a pound of grass-fed beef every day right so what the heck does it do so i mean your body like i said is naturally making this stuff what it does is it hangs out in your skeletal muscle And then when you do a contraction, whether it's, you know, a push up or a pull up or a, you know, bench press or a curl or whatever it is, what happens to that creatine is it's hanging on to some extra phosphates in your muscle. And so it frees up a phosphate. To make an energy molecule, so an ATP. So it turns an ADP or an adenosine diphosphate to a triphosphate and it allows for a bigger muscle contraction. So, like I said at the beginning, like you still have to do the exercise. Like this stuff is not magic, it's just going to work if you're doing the exercise. So if you do that, right, this is how we build muscle and how we build strength is if you consistently get a bigger contraction, then you will see strength gains over time. And typically creatine, when you supplement it in low doses, just three to five grams a day, you should be able to see strength gains typically within two to three weeks. Yeah, no, and that's, I've
0: noticed that myself. Now, I don't take supplements. um, Sometimes I will have a protein bar or protein shake. But I think a lot of that is overrated. And, you know, even with the uh, essential amino acid conversation, I think that if you're just getting in a good, overall, nutritious, uh, well-balanced program, and I don't even say diet, right? Because I think that energy in versus energy out, it still comes down to that equation. Are you getting in enough calories? That's always the first question to me. And then when we're going through some progressions, In strength and progressive overload, that's where um, I started to just kind of test out the product a little bit more. And I think it's now been around for 20 plus years. There's a lot of evidence. You actually have a, uh, on your YouTube channel, you have a great description of creatine and what it does for you. Is that uh, Dr. Nye's? Is that the YouTube channel?
2: It is. And, and all of our you know um, YouTube videos and, and podcasts can be accessed through our website, which is... Um, www.boneandmuscle.com. But yes, I mean, I think the the video that you're referring to, Matt, was, you know, a video we put out about what creatine is from a medical perspective because there are, like you mentioned, Chad, I mean, there's a lot of muscle heads out there who are already familiar with creatine um, because it's been on the market not 20 years, but 55 years, believe it or not. And, you know, when it first hit the market, it was, unfortunately, it got a bad rap because people were using huge Huge doses of creatine, so 20 grams plus, and at the same time, pushing their protein levels to 300 grams plus, and then cutting weight, right? Dehydrating. So like, that's not a good combination for your kidneys ever to dehydrate. Um, and when you've got that much load with protein and or creatine, it also is not great. And so thankfully, those issues have been studied over the last 55 years and, and shown out that creatine is very safe. It's very effective. I, I put my elderly patients who are recovering from surgeries, recovering from illness, recovering from, you know, injury on low doses of creatine, because I don't want them to get weaker because they're not active. Right,
0: right. right. And it, well, in strength training, I am explain a little bit as a runner why this works for me, because it's not about getting my swole on. Okay. Um, I mean... It's it's maybe a side effect of having better aesthetics, but the athletics are what I'm more concerned with. And if I'm running, let's say I'm uh, getting ready for this mountain race, and I'm trying to average you know six thirty per mile in the mountains, okay? That's um, that's actually a that's a tough thing to do in the mountains. So how strong I am absolutely matters now. When I go into a strength program where let's say that I was doing something at eight reps until I feel like I tested at eight reps and that was like the best I could do. And now I can do that same weight, but I can do it for 10 reps or I can do more weight at eight reps, whatever it is. Point is, I'm getting stronger now. Why that matters, guys, is because when I go out there to distribute power for power economy out in the mountains when i am doing that same mountain run it might be at say 70 to 80 percent of my max effort whereas before i was closer to 90 percent of my max effort to do that same course why is that because the stronger my base is the more force i can produce the less uh, force it takes me to be able to do the same pace right so in other words now i can go to if i want to to test myself, I can do that same course and go all out and I can run it faster. So um, a good example, I think, is, for example, when you look at Mike Tyson's last fight, And I heard uh, Joe DeFranco talk about this on his podcast. Makes perfect sense, though. People were talking about his endurance in that fight, and he was just basically the same Mike Tyson, just older. Has incredible power, but when he was throwing punches, he was only throwing probably at seventy percent of his maximum effort, right? And but it's 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 punishing his opponent at uh, at what that can, guy can do at a hundred percent if he's if he throws one good punch at 100%. He might be matching Mike Tyson 70%. Why is that? Because his max base strength is just so incredible, right? But that is where I think we can improve power economy just by improving our overall base strength levels. Now it just takes less to do the same thing. Now my heart rate is lower, etc. And last point I want to bring up, but um, stuff like TRT, like TRT is testosterone replacement therapy, guys, it's just it seems to be rampant. And it, and I keep hearing about it. And I keep hearing about guys that are doing it younger and younger. Um, <clears throat> and I don't want to name names, but just talking to somebody recently is like 35 years old and starting on TRT. And look, I'm 48. I don't I'm I don't want to rely on stuff like that. And the thing is, what I know about Uh, these, about a lot of these people taking TRT, is they don't have their recovery down. They don't have their nutrition down. Their training can be stupid, okay? And in other words, they're trying to do the same training they did in their 20s, and they just can't get away with it anymore. So, you know, to me, you can't cheat the system like that. Eventually, you have to pay the bill. And starting on TRT, look, if anybody's doing it or on it, that's your choice, and I respect that choice. I'm just saying, for me, I don't want to uh, mess with my hormones. I want to find out how I can find a good balance and then if I can get a good edge with something that I feel like is good for me and is uh, based off of what's uh, based off of science what I can do long term then I'll I'll do that. So a little bit of a loaded question but first of all, uh, Chad, did you finally uh, get off the TRT? I was talking about Chad in that scenario.
1: Uh, I never have nor ever will I take TRT, because uh, I don't want to be like you, Matt.
0: <laughs> You'll never be like me. That's assured. Okay, uh, I, you know, just I just I just wanted to point out though uh, that uh, with with somebody like um, myself with these kind of competitive goals, I also would. Consider it to be cheating if I took TRT. Absolutely. I, I think it's cheating.
2: It is cheating. cheating. I mean, and I think, you know, it brings up a whole nother podcast, frankly, that we should have, which is a, you know about performance-enhancing drugs and the history there, maybe, and, you know, sort of what, why they are not good for you and exactly what you're saying, Matt, of, you know, why... What you know, how how advanced these things have become, unfortunately, um, and how available they are it has been you know problematic for sure in the sports medicine world for uh, you know eons. Um, but I think you know y- your perspective, of course, of taking a more um, realistic. Look at your training and at your recovery. I mean, and here we are talking about recovery, really. But we've kind of gone on a tangent, really, about like, well, shoot. I mean, you know, if you if you're stronger to start with, does that somehow improve your recovery, right? And I think, um, you know, that's something that you know, is a whole nother podcast, (laughs) frankly.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And when it comes to the training, though, strength training in particular, one thing I wanted to bring up was just if I put in a quality day on Monday, first of all, I'm going to do, say, some some threshold work in my run. Okay, so I might do some uh, thresholds, some tempo running, something like that. And then I'm going to get in something to eat. I'm going to recover a bit and then I'm going to get in my strength training. And I like to do those on the same day. Now, Tuesday and Wednesday are easy days for me. And I'll especially make sure that I'm paying attention to, um, uh, well, for example, my heart rate. So I will make sure that I'm going at a slow enough, easy enough pace where it's like a Kenyan shuffle I run at. And it's amazing to me how many uh, people that just run too hard on their easy days still. But I believe in getting a good 40 full 48 hours or more of. Recovery before I'm going to do another quality day. So then Thursday I might do say some intervals, and then I will do some strength work that kind of matches that theme, where I'll do uh, actually more power work on that day. So Monday for me in the strength room was a little bit more about uh, my 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 overall strength, muscular uh, endurance, etc., and then on. Thursday, it's going to be a little bit more about plyometrics and more for tissue tolerance, more for um, tendons and uh, more for that sort of adaptive response. So that's just an example about how I can recover properly, but also use something like creatine to be able to maximize my reps on Monday. Um, and like I said, I've been just more fairly new to using this product, but I've noticed a difference in in my max reps. And then on Thursday. can I now do let's say some more dynamic effort work or some plyometrics and I can I do that faster and I go really a there I tend to go in six point five seconds or less for power work so um, that's where I think creating can really uh, show up and and help out when you're talking about um, improving with that combo I mean of your strength endurance and then getting in some some better power Um, so that being said with when it comes to to your nutrition and it comes to the training, I think that we just want to steer people in the right direction about not trying to find something that is maybe untested. Or when I say cheating guys by doing something like TRT, like if you're, if that's your choice, if you want to do that and you're not going to compete and try to win titles, uh, you know, again, I'm not judgmental there as much as I would be maybe somebody who uh, all of a sudden seems to be finding a, a second life when it comes at her competitive edge. Um, But for everyone, and including my own sister, I told her I would send her a link to this podcast when it was out. I get mad at the uh, information that's out there because she's done a wonderful job at getting herself healthier and happier, and she's losing weight. Um, But, you know, she texted me and said, what pre-workout supplement should I take? And this is uh, somebody who's um, on her way to to, uh, to to finding the best version of herself, but there's still some work to do. And I, uh, my heart just jumped, like just thinking about some of these supplements out there that I think are, I mean, really dangerous. But also, I think leads to depression, right? Um, leads to a lot of hormonal imbalances, things like that. So I, uh, I think I convinced her not to take anything like that. But um, it's just so easy, right? You just you see the picture. You see the, the the person you want to look like on that picture. They're apparently taking this product, which I can tell you they usually are taking a lot more than that product, <laughs> if they've even
2: taken that product at all. Right. So what's your thoughts on that? I'll let you kind of close up with that. I mean, I think, you know, Matt, you hit on a whole bunch of different issues. I mean, I think, you know... E- as an athlete, as, as just a person, right, aging, I think your body needs recovery, period. And in our last podcast, of course, we talked about sleep and that the importance there, of you know, for recovery. I think the nutritional piece is much more complicated, um, depending on your activity levels. But Absolutely. I mean, having, you know, have a dietitian or a professional a nutritionist help you along those ways. If you're not sure, right, if you don't know what you should be eating for your activity, then, you know, reach out to somebody and get some help. Um, where my product kind of falls into the, you know, the milieu here or the whole, you know, picture really is for people who are already doing the exercise, right? It's for people who are interested in performance, who are m- trying to, maximize their performance whatever that you know that looks like for them whether it's you know racing or whether it's training you know and where it really falls into the mix is not only again to improve strength and frame support and I I want to come back to that because I think we sort of f- forget sometimes about some of our athletes who are either you know over training or under recovering who wind up with injury right and that's usually where I see them in my office and I'm might see him for a tendonitis, but I might see him for that stress fracture, right? And I get asked all the time, like, why do my joints hurt more as I've aged? Because you're telling me that my joints have probably been pretty similar for the last 10 years. And it has everything to do with muscle loss, right? So when your muscles aren't controlling those joints, you're going to feel them more right? And so I think, again, coming back to this concept of, I got to support your muscles, but I also have to support your bones, because your bones will feel the effects of overloading. And I mean, that's where we start winding up with things like stress fractures. And stress fractures, you know, the incidence of stress fractures are typically in growth phases. So in our younger athletes who are, you know, growing and have higher metabolic needs, and are just not keeping up with their nutritional requirements. And believe believe it or not, in our 40s, 50s, 60 year old active athletes who are also not keeping up with their nutritional needs. And so, you know, and or overtraining under recovering, right? So I mean, I think you have to look at all of this stuff as it's it's all together. Like you can't, you can't train and, you know, not get adequate sleep and get decent nutrition. That's not going to end well, right? You can't train and get great nutrition and not sleep. That's not going to end well. So like you got to put it all together at some level. And again, I think, you know, getting advice from somebody who specializes in nutrition is certainly reasonable. I mean, there's wonderful sports nutritionists out there. There are so many, you know, great position statements from some of the academies, like the American uh, Medical Society of Sports Medicine, and then also like the International Society of Sports Nutrition. And I think, you know, they publish, you know, recommendations for active aging athletes and so I mean I think getting yourself educated so that you know what you should be doing from a nutritional perspective and then kind of dialing it in you know is the answer
1: are you saying we shouldn't trust the salesperson at GNC <laughs> should you not trust the proprietary
0: blend
2: <laughs> I I think that you should not trust the proprietary blend I think that you should get educated about what you need and you should trust um you know, medical sources that have adequate research behind them to make the recommendations they're making.
0: Yeah, you know if something's too good to be true, it probably is. You know, there's no shortcuts. Um, people, you know, have that magic pill. You want to take that pill. You want to get that shortcut. It doesn't exist, guys. It 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 really doesn't. And of course, <clears throat> admittedly, there are things like again, TRT is gonna. You're gonna feel a lot better. But I believe that. Well, I I shouldn't say that. You you. Uh, I feel good now. I'm sad. But <clears throat> that, that those kind of ideas. Uh, I'm not completely opposed to it. I think there are people who might need that kind of help. But it's, it should obviously be something that is really researched and look into, just like when we look at uh, people who are struggling with their, their weight and, and performance, and they say, okay, uh, just coach, just w- what did so-and-so eat when, when they were running this way? Um, that's what I'm going to eat. It's more about write down what you're eating, but actually look at the labels. And by the way, the more labels that you're looking at, probably the worse it is for eating whole, real, fresh foods. But point is like actually know what you're putting into your body and it comes down to like uh, again you know how much fiber uh, versus refined sugar or other fillers are in there and it's no different with when you're taking a nutritional supplement which should truly just do that supplement something you're doing but if there's you know blends in there that you can't really figure out or they won't give you the the numbers and uh, just put it put it down and for the most part I think stay away from any supplement that you don't truly understand that you haven't researched, whether or not, no offense, it comes from a doctor or not, I totally
2: agree, and honestly, I was sitting here nodding, thinking, you know, like, I tell all my patients, if you can eat it, eat it. There's not any reason you should get anything out of a bottle, jar, you know, pill if you can do it through your nutrition. That's right. And I think
0: eating enough creatine every day could run into the problems of, uh, like you said, uh, salmon, mercury, uh, steak, too many saturated fats, you know, that would be really tough to do. So that's where I think it can help. But also I would say that I would still um, promote always uh, more cycling on and off of stuff, even things that I think that can be really good for me at times. I don't feel like I should be all always on cer- certain things besides just whole foods all the time
1: i think you're right matt I'm always right. Mm, mm, I, I would disagree with that. You're not right about that.
0: Well, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, th- this, this, guys, has been another amazing episode of Relative Run Readiness with Dr. Nye. We're so lucky to have Naomi Albertson with us. You're going to hear a lot more with Naomi and hopefully more from Naomi than Chad over there. What the but, what? What the what? Uh, but we, we are collaborating. Um, and I will say this to you guys this is not about a sponsorship. Naomi and I have been working together for years with athletes. We're um, good friends. I completely trust uh, Dr. Nye, but also I just think this is better information that we can get out there. If you're going to use something to help supplement your goals, then that's where I believe in Dr. Nye's product. So I don't take any money for saying that it's just something I use and I believe in it. Where do we find your product, Dr. Albertson?
2: You find it at www.boneandmuscle.com.
1: That's beautiful. All right. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for being here.